Hey, how's it going, everybody? This is uh, episode two of Blue River Bow Hunting Podcast, and uh, got a, another cool episode lined up this week. Uh, me and Brian Melton from Buck Tags Unlimited, we're going to do a little show on early season bow hunting, uh, September, October, everything that's going on with that. But uh, I'll bring him right in. Brian, how's it going? Good, man. I, I can't complain. Appreciate you taking the time and uh, having me on again, man. I, I just greatly appreciate it. And, uh, you know, for all those that's just tuning in and listening, it is crazy the friendship and bonds hunters make. Uh, we've never met in person, but, man, we just hit it off on social media and uh, things just kind of snowballed and it's crazy and uh, just, awesome. It's just yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's really cool how you can meet through social media and never met a day in your life but can have a you know 45 minute phone conversation or text with them daily or you know whatever that might be and uh, i was going to talk to you a little bit about uh the video that you put out on youtube the other day and uh i I thought it was awesome now was everything that you put into that video what you had on video for the entire season or was that just like a small clips from here and there that was small clips from here and there uh there was probably uh, probably hundreds of hours of video footage that I went through and just tried to get the little pieces that were the most important and the, the, the funnest to watch, I guess you could say. And man, talk about a learning experience though. Adobe Premiere Pro, give me a run for my money. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Well, if y'all haven't, uh, subscribed to Brian yet on YouTube, go check him out at Buck Tags Unlimited, but he posted a, uh, a, basically a review of last season, him shooting yeah. some does and uh, even a, a decent buck and uh, with the Tacticam, which I thought was pretty cool. I might have to yeah. get one of those. Yeah, it, it worked out. It really saved me, man, because uh, last year was the first year I've ever documented any of my hunts, and uh, I made a lot of rookie mistakes. I got out, uh, got in the tree, and realized I forgot the, the clip for the camera arm or the, the camera just wouldn't be in the right position when I was trying to film a shot and the tactic cam come in handy and it backed me up on some good footage. So <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Now do you, do you, what kind of camera were you using for on your camera arm? It's a, a Nikon. I'm sorry. Canon, uh, Vivia. I think it is. It's a okay. waterproof edition. It's a smaller entry level camera. Okay. Uh, a couple hundred bucks and, uh, yeah, it yeah you got to start some, the, somewhere yeah. on the video. Right. Um, the first one we started using a couple years ago, it was just like a little Sony handy cam and actually, I think it was my mother-in-law bought it for my wife to take on her bachelorette party right. to Chicago. When she come back, me and Alan were sitting around and said, we ought to take that camera with us and, yeah. <laughs> you know, get us a little camera arm. Because I think we had a cheap camera arm already. Yeah. We were trying to take pictures at one point, just kind right. of having fun with it. And then it, yeah. you know, snowballed into us buying a bunch of equipment. And, yeah. and now we love every aspect of it. But oh, yeah. I know how challenging it can be to get all that set up let alone by yourself is yes. there a, a a certain you take everything one backpack you got two backpacks how do you roll well i got one backpack and i uh, just kind of pack light because that camera equipment takes up quite a bit of room uh and if i know i'm going to hunt a spot for a day or two i'll leave the camera arm fixture on the tree that way i can just go in snap it in and uh and, and get the filming and a lot of times you just let the camera roll and point it in the direction that you study and know the deer is going to try to come in at. So you got any kind of remote that, cause d- d- don't you kind of set it away from you a little bit? Uh, so my trick is with the camera, when I'm sitting in the tree, I have it low to my left. That way I can see the, uh, the top of the, uh, the little view screen. Mm-hmm. And I'll just, I'll move it to where I can see the, uh, my, my point of view in the tree. 
Right. And that's another advantage as to having somebody just film yes. and somebody <laughs> just hunt because when you mix the two, your emotions can go everywhere. Things can go haywire pretty yeah. quick on you. And uh, with me and Ryan teaming up, mostly doing the filming last year, it was incredible from the beginning of the year to the end of the year right. how fast we could set things up. We're up the tree. Right. I'm first because I go up top. Right. Um, he doesn't even pull his bow up yet. And yeah. we're, we're putting the camera arm on. Time I get the, the, the base for the camera arm buckled in, ready to rock, he's pulling his bow up. I'm yep. putting the arm in there. I actually carry almost everything in one backpack. It's a very big backpack. Yeah. And uh, my camera has its own separate bag. So right. I'm not even the one hunting, but I'm carrying the most in. I got the big <laughs> backpack and then yeah. my camera backpack. It's actually a Canon backpack um, just for the camera. And it's got pads and stuff in it and everything separated. Right. So I have to put the external mic on with the windscreen and everything once yeah. we get up in the tree. But that can be challenging. It is, man. It really is. And uh, I, I tell you, one of the most uh, underappreciated and talked about fields and hunting is the cameraman. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Those guys are, are top-notch, man, I really tell you. When I went to uh, Wisconsin last year at the Redding Ridge Outfitter, the guy that I dealt with most of the time, his name was uh, Mike. I don't remember his last name, but right. he used to be the cameraman for um, – Pete or not Pete? Something Nicole Driven TV. I think oh, yeah, is the yeah. name. Is yeah. Pat Nicole was what Pat I was Nicole, trying to say. Yeah. He was their cameraman for like oh, ten wow. years, and yeah. he was telling me all the stories because he was he kind of got personal with me because I was showing him everything that I was carrying in. You know, he right. dropped me off and seeing me what I got to set up and everything, and he was like, "I I feel for you, buddy. I yeah. had to do it for years." Yeah. That would be incredible, though, going on yep. some of those hunts. They get to go on chasing big moose and everything else. Yeah, it would be, man. Definitely, definitely. That's well, awesome. let's uh, let's dive into a little bit right, this this go. episode. We uh, we want to talk to you about early, and you know, early bow season, September right. for you, October, yes. September, October, and I just want to pick your brain a little bit on how nice. you go through certain motions and kind of compare it to maybe what I do as well. Right now, uh, cameras. I want to get into cameras, trail cameras. Okay. Um, summer, spring, summer, and then obviously into September, right. October. How many cameras are you running, and how do you check them daily? Are you you right. running uh, cell cams, or how does it go? All right. Well, I'm still doing the. I'm a traditional guy here. I'm still pulling camera cards, and uh, one of the reasons I'm still doing that is it gives me opportunity to get out and. Uh, uh, check on the supplemental food sources, check on the food plots, you know, just do a boots on the ground inventory. So I'm still doing the old school camera cards. Uh, I'm running probably six or eight cameras uh, year round. I've got Browning trail cameras. that has been on the tree for three, four years, three years now. And uh, you know, that's after deer season from uh, probably February end of, you know, January uh, through June, I'll check them monthly or so. I'm not in there a whole lot. Um, but uh, after that, you know, when the supplemental food sources really are getting put out, I'm checking them probably about every two or three weeks at the most. Now, um, are you running most of your cell cams over over the mineral sites? Or are you putting them on transitions, field edges? How does that work? Uh, most of them are at, at the mineral sites, uh, food plots, and uh, just those established uh, supplemental 
food sources for them. You know, that's, these places have been in the, in the same location for, you know, three, four years, which that's a, a little bit of a perk, you know, of having, you know, the, the property to hunt on or uh, private property with exclusive rights to is uh, just keeping that same food source in the same spot. It, deer get to be creatures of habit. So, Right. And something I probably failed to mention, I'm, I'm new to this, but uh, Brian is from uh, Northern Kentucky and uh, you know, in Kentucky you can bait even during the season, but uh, right. you know, you get to chase them velvet bucks, you know, yes. there's only several States out there. They get to chase them. Is then is Kentucky a one buck state? It is a one buck state. That is right. So you gotta be picky. And, uh, <laughs> and those velvet bucks can be misleading. Last year, uh, the buck I shot was a big wide eight and, uh, early season he just looked magnificent this huge big wide rack on him he looked like he was going to pack a lot of mass and uh, the velvet was misleading he was a little thinner than i expected but still a great accomplishment and uh i mean just just the backstory behind that hunt was just great man it was a still a trophy buck in my mind you know oh, absolutely the, the the video you put out showing everything that was really cool what now how many how many bucks you got targeted right now on no hit list uh well, the, I've got my top three, um, two just very just giant uh, bucks that uh, I think anybody would be glad to to see on trail camera. And honestly, if I wouldn't see in the full body on this one buck that's got the, the double drop times, right. I would think somebody was messing with me. He, he's <laughs> that big, but uh, he's a giant. And then there's a big, huge 12, and I've got a couple other solid mainframe 10s that are uh, very worthy of slinging an arrow at. Yeah, that 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 double drop time buck is a that's a a, a <laughs> lifetime. You know, most people would love to kill a drop time, let alone one with two double drop times. Yeah. So, is is that a buck that's pretty much number one, and it's this or no buck? I I won't say this or no buck. Uh, I'm a man of opportunity, so if I get the opportunity at a you know 25, 30 yard shot, 40 yard shot, and it, it's going to be a golden opportunity at any of those three bucks. I'm not going to pass it up. So uh, I, I don't blame you. Plus, I, hopefully next year he would be even bigger and maybe he'd have yeah. a third drop. Time. <laughs> Who knows, man? He's well, a tank, though. You know that with us gonna you know hook up and do some uh, hunting together, you could yeah. kill one of those uh, those bucks there in Kentucky, and then you never know you might get a chance at a you know a giant here coming up yeah. to hunt here in Indiana. Yeah, that'd be great, man. We gotta get you guys down here too, and get you all punching some Kentucky tags on the uh, on film too. Now, I, I I'm ecstatic. I think yep. I think I might miss out on the uh, the velvet stage of it, which right. sucks because I I really want to be part of that. But uh, prior to us kind of talking about it. I already planned a, a vacation. Uh, right. Actually, me and the wife and Ryan and his wife are going to uh, Lake Michigan for Labor Day weekend, right. and then after that. The next two weekends, I have uh, uh, Colts games, and oh. then, and I know, and it's something yeah. I didn't think yeah. about, you know, <laughs> prior to us having a conversation. I was like, you know, let's go to the first two uh, Colts games, their home games, and then after that, I'll just focus on, you know, I can check the score from the the tree stand. But I might have screwed myself <laughs> out of a velvet opportunity. But I think I might still uh, try to sneak down there a few days and video for you. Hey, that'll work, man. We'll just whatever we can make happen, we can make it make it make it uh, come together. Now, on these um, mineral sites, what kind of minerals are you putting out? Uh, all right, so uh, keep the trophy rocks out year round. Uh, they'll stay out on the ground and uh, they last a good while. Um, 
off season, I'm very big on the mineral blocks, you know, the big and J's, the trophy rock blocks. Those, uh, they're high protein and good food source for them. So I'm keeping those out. Um, mid, uh, mid, mid June. I'm sorry. Let me get back up here. Probably, um, I don't know, March, April timeframe or so, you know, they, they really like the lucky buck well into the summer. Um, and, um, uh, there's a lot of trace minerals that uh, I'll, I'll mix together and put out there too. So, yeah. Now, have you seen that? Have you seen that actually improve a lot of the bucks that you have on 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 your farms? You can see, like, man, he must have really been hitting that hard. Look at how much he growed over just the past month. Yes. Uh, if you go out there on Instagram and uh, and uh, Facebook and check them out, man, you'll see. From early season, I've got some bucks that are. Uh, there's one. He's a double double uh, brow time buck. And he just really just blossomed out and took on some mass. There's one that's got this massive brow tines that are almost as big as his G2s. And uh, really just packing on the size and mass and uh, just really good antler growth from all that extra nutrition. So I, like I think the, it's paying off. I like the one you posted the other day, uh, 22 yards from uh, your, your setup there. <laughs> that thing was a giant. Is that one of your hit list, Buck? That, that is one. That's the that's the three out of uh, – the top three. He's the bottom. Ooh, man, he is a giant. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I mean, you got that big drop time, the double drop time buck, and then uh his uh his running buddy there is a just a massive twelve point mainframe twelve point and uh, just uh even in velvet, there's not much room between the base of his antlers. He's just huge. That's and then, awesome. uh, then that guy, man, that big eleven, he's just massive. You know, that's what you're talking about a 12 pointer. It's I feel like it's been a while since I've had a, a 12 pointer yeah. on 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 any of my cameras. Usually, it's a an eight with a kicker or yeah. you know, but no no mainframe 12 pointers though. Yeah, yeah this, that's that's pretty unique sometimes. Yeah, he he's a a very unique buck, and this year has been a year of split brow times. I've got I bet I got a half a dozen bucks with split brows, double splits, and uh, very uh, I don't know. There's something in the water, so. Uh, <laughs> Well, it's funny you say there's something in the water at uh, Ryan's Shelby County property. Mm-hmm. I bet you we have we've had pictures of probably six to seven bucks all together this year, right. and all their their main beams curl up at the end. I have really? no idea if it's something in the water. Huh. I'd say four out of those bucks all have that same trait where their wow. main beam just swishes up at the end, and one of them actually has a pretty nice uh, crab claw to go with it. Wow. But I I, nice. I just thought that was really yeah. unique. I hadn't seen that a whole lot. No, no. And it, like I said, this year I've got several bucks with that split brow and uh, just very odd. I don't know. There's some extra mineral or something that's in the really really in the water there for them. Yeah. This this buck here. Well. Yeah. This buck behind yeah. me. Uh, <laughs> I think it's my 2018 buck. Right. And um, actually when I killed him and uh, i text and stuff communicate with a lot of the the neighbors as we call them they hunt right. surrounding farms as compared to mine and uh he goes it's that split brow buck isn't it <laughs> i said absolutely i actually never had pictures of him really and the conservation officer had pictures of him like three miles from where i killed him oh wow so it's just one of those i got yeah. must have got lucky that day he was probably cruising all night and, and yeah. all morning and just found his his uh way into the wrong situation real fast <laughs> <laughs> he, got, he stepped into a danger zone and it uh it was right off, off the you. bat it was probably like yeah. the first five minutes i could legally shoot i killed that deer yeah all right but, no, hunter, uh, no hunter would pass that up absolutely not no. <laughs> probably one of my biggest deer he, yeah. he scored uh 
uh, net, he scored 122 and 5 wow. eighths or something like that. Yeah, he he's a good one. scores bigger than that, but yeah. I just go off the net. All right. Um, now, down there in Kentucky, are you running any kind of uh, food plots? Are you, have you put anything like that in, or are you just running natural you know, food sources? Um, this is the second year for food plots. Last year, I, I had an antler king food plot that was just a little under a quarter of an acre. Uh, really, I was just rolling the dice on it, so we tilled some ground and threw it out, and it, it did really well. We had a, a good mix come in. The deer were using it. It lasted through the late season. And, uh, but this year we took a different approach and made a little bit larger, probably close to two acres split of uh, soybeans, sorghum, and buckwheat. So um, we got close to two acres of uh, a good food source. It lasts not only for, you know, it lasts, but it's not only for the deer, it's for uh, the, the, the turkeys and doves and other, other uh, animals out there too. So uh, we just, uh, as far you know you're pr- pretty much in the same part of the country as we and we put that uh you throw and grow food plot out there a month mm-hmm. ago or whatever so and it's literally rained like a half a day since yeah. so i don't think that thing's gonna do very good yeah. i hope it does i hope some we just get a monsoon for a couple of weeks yeah. and it gets it going but hell i haven't even mowed my grass in almost two weeks of here because yeah. it hasn't rained well we finally just got some rain and uh actually now that you mentioned it i did go into my number one spot that I hunt there. And uh, I, I, I made a small, probably about 100, uh, 100 yard by 40 yard spot for a throw and grow plot. And it come in really good, but the deer movement was so thick in there that they just tore it up. This doesn't give a yeah. chance to grow. No, They're eating they, it as it grows up. Yeah. They've tore it up. So now when so. you, when you're talking about these, um, you know, checking your trail cams and uh you know putting food plots in and your stand locations up mm-hmm. do you have escape routes when it comes to this kind of thing or are you just getting in and then doing your thing and getting out and not really paying any attention uh actually i try to use the same course and path that i'm going to use for deer season once they get used to that that uh I, in my opinion once they get used to you coming in and out of there that smells a little more familiar so when you're actually in there and they, they, they might catch a whiff of you on opening morning, but they hopefully it's just a recognized scent. But is it science? I, I don't know, man. I mean, it, <laughs> I mean, everybody has their, you know, yeah. their own thing when it comes to their superstitions, as, as you might say on right. uh, some of that, I'm pretty much the same way. I mean, yeah. just about every uh, place we hunt, we have a, a pretty similar route that we're uh, in and out of. And right. Most of them are farms anyways. There's yeah. people already going in and out of those locations probably more than we are. Yeah. So I don't think it's even that big of a deal. Just like yeah. uh, on the spy points of, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I got yeah. oh, 20 yeah. pictures in one yeah. day just because yeah. the, the the tractor was out there spraying the beans, you know. So I got yeah. a bunch of pictures. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and now, I, the deer know when I go in and fill the feeders too because they'll be uh, – I can go in at four o'clock and there'll be pictures at uh, four forty-five. You know, <laughs> I bet they're probably loving that. Oh yeah, they they're breaking the bank, man. Oh, I bet. <laughs> um, now, early season, September, October, uh, right. stand locations. Where where are you setting up at? Uh edge of the yeah. I'm on the edge of the fields, end of the timber. So um, my one stand where that that. Uh, social media post I made the other day about 22 yards. Yeah. My, my stand is literally 22 yards from that camera. And, uh, it's another probably eight to 10 yards to the field. So I'm, I'm 35 Just inside the field edge. 
just inside the field edge on the back side of it uh, where the sun's not going to be in my face in the morning and i know they're they're coming both directions in the morning so right it seems like uh here for early season so when i say early season here i just mean maybe the beginning of october um i kind of we kind of just sit on transition areas maybe a a pasture on the edge of a bean field or maybe the corner of two fields where there's a pinch point we don't really have any deep stand locations of course that's not something we necessarily get into a lot to begin with because we don't really have big sets of woods to hunt Um, do you have any wood, big, big sets of woods anyways, where you have a, a stand, you know, deep in, uh, I've got a couple that, uh, are, are a good hike in and, uh, you know, those are the ones that I really kind of focus on mid, uh, mid season after, you know, what definitely after the velvet's off, you're kind of getting into pre-rut times. And, uh, you know, the, the like you said, the bucks are kind of moving away from those those field areas and uh getting a little deeper into the woods so yeah you probably ups your ante a little bit as far yeah. as you know when they when they start not showing themselves up in daylight too much maybe yes. you're closer to a bed and you can catch him right there be- you yeah. know before it gets dark or him going back to bed in the morning or something yep uh summer shooting what's uh-huh. uh what's your routines on summer shooting shooting your bow uh when i can <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know uh, I've got friends that'll shoot. They'll, they'll they'll say I'm shooting ten hour ten arrows a day, or I'm, I'm shooting you know whatever the case is. I'll shoot a couple times a week, uh, but toward the end of July, I'm, I move away from my field points, and I'm actually only shooting a couple of the practice uh, broadheads that I'm using. Um, and I, I hunt, and I practice with what I hunt with. So, um, you know, I don't want the surprise of going out and slinging an arrow that's never been fired out of my bow, and it flies a little wonky or whatever so i always make sure i'm i'm shooting what i'm hunting with right what kind of what kind of broadheads are you shooting all right now i i shot the dirt nap gear drts which is a single single bevel uh blade broadhead mm-hmm. uh, actually got them here um i shot them for years and then i moved to their uh hellhound it's a fixed blade four blade broadhead and man, I, I actually I posted a picture of that too. The first shot was in the uh, the pump house, and uh, that was at um, what almost thirty yards. So is that one of those does on the video? Yes. Yeah, uh, that... No, that was last year. I'm saying this year's uh, brought. Oh, okay, using okay. A, a I got you. One. I got you. But um, yeah, so the previous years I was using these DRTs. Mm-hmm. You can get in here to. Oh yeah. Okay, I, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Oh man, that little bleeder blade is just uh, phenomenal. They fly really good, but uh, the this year I went with this Hellhound. It's just got a little more, a uh, little more wallop to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard a lot of good things about uh, uh, Dirt Nap Gear. I've never really heard any bad uh, reviews or anybody right. who said I'm not ever going to shoot that again. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. That. Uh, oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's a tough one. So. I shot. I shot muzzies for fixed blade muzzies for years, and sometimes you just want to try new things. And uh, yeah. last year I tried the the Bloodsport Nightfalls. It's right. a it's a hybrid. It has a fixed blade, fixed blade, and then it's got the the expandables that come out there for about right. I think an inch and a half cut or something. Ooh. And uh, that buck I shot in Wisconsin, I think, yeah. So I shot two deer with my bow last year. Right. Uh, the buck in Wisconsin didn't go fifteen yards, and he's standing there. I'm like, 
okay, maybe I missed. Maybe yeah, I shot yeah. high. I don't know what's going yeah. on here. All of a sudden, he just fall. I mean, he literally couldn't even take off running. Just and it, it, that when that, uh, you know, expandable expanded, yeah. it just, I mean, it ripped everything in it. And when actually, wow. when I field dressed that deer, uh, his insides looked like somebody put a muzzle of a shotgun inside his chest wow. and just pulled the trigger because everything was just, I mean, his heart was split in half. Wow. Everything was just obliterated. I couldn't believe it. So I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of a believer in those things now. <laughs> hey, if it I, works, man, and, and you've seen, you've got the testimony of it, that's all that matters, you know? Right. I mean, it, it, if push comes to shove, I'd always shoot a muzzy. Those have been my yeah. favorite since I started bow hunting when I was about yeah. 14 years old. Right. Yep. I shot muzzies for years and, uh, I'm, I, I shot the old Thunderheads. I mean, I think that's every bow hunter's, you know, uh, old school favorite, you know. Right. But, but, uh, you just got to find what works. I was checking, been watching some of your videos whenever you right. post them, and I noticed that you wear um, the Under Armour stuff. Is that like, yeah. is that a go-to? Is that what, something that you enjoy wearing? It, it is. Uh, I'm Man, I'm a smaller frame guy, and uh, I, I've been wearing Under Armour gear for probably 10 years, and I've still got some pieces that are, you know, like new, so it works. It lasts. It fits well for me. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm just don't, don't change what works. You know, creature, creature of habit. Creature of habit too. Yeah, that's how I am. I um, probably eight years ago or so, I started um, buying the the scent blocker. I bought a scent yeah. suit and all that kind of stuff, and actually just made an order not that long ago. They got yeah. a lot of stuff on sale, but uh. For some reason, I really love the scent blocker stuff, yep. and I've always been a real tree guy. I know I say that, right. and I'm wearing a mossy oak shirt, but <laughs> <laughs> I've always been a real tree guy. I've liked the right. you know the original tree stand look, and right. uh, now they got the uh, real tree edge. It's probably one of my favorite patterns. Right. That's uh, everything that I'm wearing right now is uh, in the stand. That's what it is, right. real tree edge. I'm a, now I'm a I'm a some of my buddies call me weird, but I like my stuff to match when I'm hunting. Yeah. Be- I, uh- I mean, <laughs> that's just me, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way, man. I'm like, hey, the deer may look up, and be like, that don't look right. Two different it's, colors. It's not even a fashion yeah. statement for me. It's just something that I enjoy, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now, is uh, scent control something that you uh, that you do even like when you're just like preseason scouting or? Uh, preseason scouting, not so much, man. I mean, it, it's hot down here in Kentucky. It's oh. 100 and some degrees, so. There's not a lot of scent control there, but uh, um, during the season, yes, I've got the scent crusher closet. I'll, I'll run my stuff through that. I use the dead down wind uh, uh, soaps and detergents and Same. dryer sheets. Yeah, and uh, I just try to be careful with it the best you can, and right, it works. Now that now, as far as early season, you know, September, October, you probably really have to be on top of that scent game is for, you know, you're working up a quite of a sweat when it's that hot walking in. Oh yes, it is, man. You just gotta add, uh, add an extra 15, 20 minutes to your, to your start time or to the time you want to get in the tree. So you got a little, little extra time to slow down and not get worked up and get so hot. Right. And I always get excited. You know, oh, we, yeah. we always say the same thing early season. Yeah. We, you know, we'll be getting dressed at the truck. I'm like, man, it is warm. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's just take our time today walking yeah. in. We'll be halfway back there. Yeah. And then I notice that we're both power walking. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we're trying yeah. to get set up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Don't same get thing. Now, early yeah. season, you, uh, you shooting does early season or is that something you wait on until later on? I, I try to punch my buck tag first. Um, worked last year and I ended up. You know, filling all my tags here. So, uh, and I mean, 
I always use, uh, I found that using my does in the early season as my decoys, they're live decoys. So to me, it builds a wall of comfort zone for those bucks that are still in that summer trend, uh, summer pattern. And uh, I just, I let them walk till yeah, they bring in the big you. boys. Yeah. How, and how you can late uh, hunt pretty late into Kentucky, right? Into like January. Yes. Into January. Yeah. Right. And how many does are you allowed to take where you're at? All right. So Kentucky's broken up into four different zones. Each zone has a um, antlerless limit. Uh, I'm in a zone that has um, no limit. You can you can use all all four of your uh, all four of your tags here, and then buy bonus tags. Uh, one bonus tag is fifteen dollars. So. I got you. Yeah. Your uh, your meat freezer is probably looking pretty good. It was <laughs> man, but uh, I run through. My family loves the the uh, the jerky and the summer sausage. I I, I make all my stuff the, myself. Summer mm-hmm. smoke, summer sausage, breakfast, and all that stuff. So we go through it. We do. I bet. You know, you when you say like they love it, is it something like as soon as you throw it on the table, they look like piranhas hitting it, or <laughs> they, they do. It, it, especially a backstrap and jerky when it's coming out of the dehydrator, out of the oven, or off the grill. They're they're sitting there waiting. <laughs> yeah, that's how we are too. Me and Alan get the grill going or something, watching some football or just hanging out on a Saturday night, and yeah. I'll pull it off the grill. Next thing I turn around, and the plate's gone. It's like, where yeah. the hell did I go? Yeah, where'd all my yeah. <laughs> now, uh, food sources for early yeah. season is mm-hmm. do you have a lot of ag around there? Or are they? Is it something that you're focused on, or is it something that you're hunting over? Or it, it's something I've been blessed to be um, surrounded by. You know, I've got a farmer that's uh, uh, kind of across the river that's running soybeans this year. And, you know, another one on uh, the backside of me is a, probably a mile away, but, you know, those deer are still hitting its uh, corn. So there's plenty of agriculture uh, that they, they can get to here. Right. Yeah. Is that something that you've <coughs> – sorry. That's mm-hmm. something that you've uh, noticed, like, where – when the beans turn that they're not hitting the beans anymore or are they are they hitting that them alfalfa kind of fields around around you or are they hiding in the corn all the above it, all, a little bit all the above uh there's a lot of acorns so there's a lot of oaks here so those deer will actually get into the tree lines uh you know after those soybeans and stuff come back uh get cut or whatever and uh they'll start hitting the acorns and and get a little deeper in the woods there too yeah actually um my, my Hancock County spot, actually our stand setup is in an acorn tree yeah. <laughs> and we've actually been set up, um, before daylight, you know, and yeah. you can just hear them down there uh, yeah. crunching on it. Oh, but yeah. I, I haven't really hunted over those food sources too much in the early season. I mean, right. I've been close, Yeah, but we're not hunting properties that are, you know, three or 400 acres, you know, we're right. mostly working with smaller uh, tracks of land so right. it's usually a combination of everything when you think about even all season long you know we're all yeah. always kind of in the you know the area of everything the beds yeah. the the travel corridors the pinch points but yeah. early season uh the beans have been productive the last couple of years for right. uh me and ryan but uh it's not something i really focus on i just try to catch those like we said we're creatures of you know doing the same thing over yeah. and over again they are too yeah so when i when we got those cameras set up and we see what they've been doing for two months straight it's hard not to try to move in early on them and <laughs> be sort of aggressive but yeah. then again i know sometimes that can be a huge mistake as well it, it can and uh that's why you know 
the, these last uh, last few days of August here are crucial, you know, as far as getting that uh, that uh, that inventory uh, and patterning out those deers. I mean, I'll even make a little spreadsheet. Uh, saw this deer on this day at this time, and I'll look to kind of give a good analysis on. All right, this is a, the tree and and wind conditions and weather conditions. I want to hunt this tree. So right now on the, on that opening day. What kind mm-hmm. of what what are you looking at on opening day? Do you, are you going to play the wind, or is it something like we were just talking about? Like I know this deer's in here; he's been in here every day for a month. <laughs> we're going to try him right now. <laughs> I think it's going to be. I know this deer's in here. I'm going to try it right now. Uh, you know, you play your scent game smart. Take your time. Get in there and not be so invasive, and uh, just hope it. Uh, hope everything if works you out. can kill that double drop time buck on the opening day of both <laughs> season that's legendary because yeah. that, that deer is a monster yeah and, it, and if i can get it on film i think things that might change too. for buck tags unlimited man <laughs> well I'm, I'm gonna try to get down there and film you as much as possible yeah. it's actually not as far of a drive for me as i thought it was gonna be right. and any any time um that we can try to put it together, even if it's yep. just uh, me coming down for the morning or that or evening or, you know, but I'll sleep in the car. That's how, yeah, I, yeah, we'll you know, for you. We, we'll make room for you, man. Right. But, uh, I want to get down there and film yep. for you. Cause I want you to be able to experience what it's like to not have to worry about that cameraman <laughs> yeah. and just to get to focus and kick back on hunting yeah. because it takes all the stress. I mean, it's already yeah. stressful enough sometimes. It is. But Especially, uh, hey, that, uh, that big wide eight I killed, man, he, I was surrounded with probably eight or 10 deer for 40 minutes and he comes in and goes straight to a big J block for another half an hour, almost, almost 30 minutes. And I mean, I can't move. Uh, it, it talk about intense and I'm trying to film, I'm trying to watch the camera, <laughs> trying to watch him. I got a doe underneath of me. I'm like, my heart, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it can be, and it's, people don't understand, you know, they're like, well, if I had the opportunity, I would focus on getting that, that deer on camera. You don't yeah. know what you're going to do in that no. situation. I mean, no. you could almost black out and not even know what happened. <laughs> you know, you wake up and it's like, where'd he go? You know? yeah. Well, if you watch that video, you, you see me turn the camera to myself and I'm like, what just happened? Yeah, that what really, just happened? Yeah, that just really happened. Like, so, so. That was, no, that was really cool. Now, what was the yeah. date on you shooting that buck? uh what was that september the 15th so So. you got it done you got it done early season so yeah you know i feel like you know you know what you're doing when it comes to early season and uh he was he was uh actually what three days out of his velvet so uh when i I pulled the camera card that day he uh he had been shedding his velvet and was that was the first time he was like completely clean on the rack now, have you ever got to harvest uh, one of those big boys down there that's got velvet on him? No, but I'll tell you, that double drop time would be a good exception. To that, oh, wow. <laughs> Can you, I can't even explain that, dear. Yeah. You would have to, you know, if you got, when you get him mounted, if you're lucky enough to harvest yeah. him, and you got that set up there in the background, yeah. you're going to put him front and center. That's just yeah, that, all there is the, to it. The, the TV might go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. He's got to be eye level behind yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it's kind of, you can't really tell, but the, this table that I'm uh, podcasting on here, I'm actually on like a pub table. So I'm sitting okay. like a, up on like a bar stool. All right. So that's why they're kind of right behind oh, me. I got you, got you. It looks but, like, I mean, it still works. It looks good, man. Right. Um, some people were showing me these pictures the other day where they had like this, 
they called it an antler tree. And uh-huh. it was like this pole thing they put in the corner of the room. Right. And it had these all these different places to hang your deer. And then you could kind of rearrange them how you oh, wanted wow. it. I was like, yeah. I need one of those. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Yeah. Because I've kind of, nice. I want to upgrade at some point. Because I, I really right. enjoy doing these podcasts. And yeah. I appreciate you coming on with and everything. We're going to have you on quite a bit, I think. Yeah. But I, uh, I think it. it'd be cool to have like a, a barn siding or something behind yeah. me and then have mm-hmm. one of those where I could just rearrange the bucks on however yeah. I want them. I think yeah. that would look pretty cool. Yeah. And what else you could do there is do a podcast about the story of a specific buck and, and yes. talk about that hunt. Yeah. You know, I, I definitely want to do that. And I'm waiting um, on a few things because right. – um, I, I I was I've been in talks with a company on them sponsoring me doing a big buck profile on every I show, yeah. and uh, there's a certain deer that I want to do right off the bat, and that is <laughs> um, Ryan's eight pointer from last year. Right. We never had any pictures of this deer, and it right. is a freaking giant. I mean, right. when he called me, it was actually the only day that I didn't take a camera with him because it was raining. So I just let him go. Right. And actually I slept in that morning because there was right. like 50 mile an hour winds and he calls me freaking out. He just shot this deer and you know, he's yeah. only about um, five or six years in to, to deer hunt period. Right. And uh, I'm like, he, he says, it's a monster. I'm like, yeah, it's probably a good deer. You know, I get down yeah. there and we find it. I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> this thing's a giant. Yeah. That's it ended awesome, up scoring a uh, net 153 and some Ooh. change as an yeah. eight pointer. I mean, he just, yeah. he is huge. Yeah. Damn, man. Oh, that's, that's, that's an awesome story. Those are the hunts that make you, that hook you. Oh, I mean, just. And, and it's, it's kind of just a wild story. And that's why I want to start with that particular story right. because he actually wasn't even in the stand. He um, was actually just going to glass a few bottoms at this particular <laughs> farm, and the, it was raining. And yeah. he took the gun out, and there was they actually have like a it's hard to explain like this little lean to shed looking deal right. with like a swing in it. And these people just sit there and drink coffee or drink beer and overlook yeah. this big bottom. And he goes, yeah. I just went and sat in there for a minute. Next thing I know this thing's chasing the doe and the pouring rain out in the middle of the field. And he shoots it. <laughs> I'm like, that is the craziest story I've ever yeah. heard when it comes to shooting a big buck like that. Yeah. That is awesome though, man. That yeah. is. Some people just have all the luck and that's hey, not something do. I have. I don't think. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. That wall behind you says otherwise you put some work in there. Yeah, uh, that's 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 it. I do put the work in. You know, yeah. some people be lucky to put just a couple hours in on the weekend. Yeah. And there were several weeks last last season where we put every bit. I mean, we put more hours in the stand than most people probably did at work. Yeah, which oh, yeah. is awesome. You know, because I enjoy it, it so much. Yeah, but when you can hunt a particular place for so many days in a row you can get it figured out and you can know right. um what changes you need to make where you yeah. need to sit and it sometimes it just pans out for you it does it does man and i think it, it is a blessing to have that opportunity in, in life to uh, to dedicate that time to it so right um people now, you, you get the, the opportunity to take like a rutcation or a vacation in the fall to do well, any deer hunting well luckily I, i'm in the country part here in northern kentucky and uh we have our fall break the first week of October, so it really works out very well uh, to to punch some tags for <laughs> a solid week there. So now they're in uh, northern Kentucky. Is you know when I was talking earlier, some of them them bucks they don't like to, to show up too much in the daytime. They bed a lot during the day. No. Uh, is that something that you run into there in Kentucky too? Uh, the spots I have keep you entertained. 
I'll say that. Um, That's awesome. I've got some little pinch points and some little uh, transition areas that are, uh, they're just active, man. And uh, I took a guy last year, I looked at my watch and it was, you know, 515 or whatever. And I said, hey, there's going to be a little forked horn spike walk under your stand in about eight minutes. (laughs) He kind of looked at me and uh, sure enough, man, it was about 10 minutes later. You hear me? He walked right under his stand. He looks up at me like, well. You know the area. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Now, do you get you have buddies that you hunt with regularly, or is it just somebody that you know somebody that wants to hunt with you every once in a while? Somebody wants to hunt. Uh, that was a guy I work with, man, and talk about awesome dude. He he shoots an older uh, Hoyt bow. He still shoots the finger release, and uh, but he's deadly with it. So he put the swag down on a big slick head last year, and we got got that on film. That's gonna be my next video I'm working on. So. Now, uh, how many videos do you plan on putting out, or is it just something that's one like as far as when season comes in? Are you going to try to edit it as much as you can, or is yeah. it going to be like kind of like now when you're at the beginning of the season, you're going to be putting everything together again? Whatever I can get the time to, to put in. Honestly, my goal is to have that video as a, a, the second episode, and the, the last episode will be the times I got to hunt with my daughter. Uh, she didn't get a punch tag, but we got some really good film and uh, a lot of good, a lot of good first memories there to share. And uh, I think it's going to be very important for hunters to see that it's not always about punching that tag. It's about some of those relationships and experiences you get to have. Oh, absolutely, hundred uh, yeah. percent. It's funny that you mentioned that. Um, you know, prior to, prior to last year, well, maybe the year before, I I haven't really got to do a whole bunch of. Um, youth youth deer hunting right and we have a youth season in uh late september yeah. and uh i when me and my wife moved into this house we met uh the neighbors and they have three young boys that like to hunt and i got to take you know a couple of them last year it's an incredible and yeah. uh the last two nights actually uh he'll text me, the dad adam he'll text me and say hey we go look for deer and he pulls up in his little work car and we go travel the the back roads and yeah. actually last night we saw a really nice buck right at dark awesome. about two miles from the house and he was a stud wow and yeah. uh we actually know the people that own the property and they don't yeah, let yeah. anybody hunt so oh. <laughs> i mean they got some nice farmland yeah. and some incredible properties but i don't think they're gonna let anybody in there yeah uh, you never know, man. It never hurts to ask, but, especially uh, especially if it's for a kid. You can say that might be their selling point, you know? That's true. And uh, actually, this year, we haven't really announced it yet or anything. But, um, Ryan's been uh, working around a gentleman through his work uh, that uh, actually runs the Wounded Warrior Project here in uh, oh, Indiana. Wow. And we're putting something together to uh, take a soldier out this season. Okay. I think it's going to be during gun season. Right, but it's still an opportunity that yeah. we we're kind of excited about because yes. we want to, you know, we've been wanting to throw something together for the last couple of years, but it kind of awesome, falls man. under falls under the same category as the youth. It's just very special to see, and yes. I hope that you get to you know take your daughter again, and hopefully yeah. she punches the tag on camera yeah. for you because that's incredible yeah. footage to watch. It is, it is. I, I remember how excited you were last year and, and sending me the text and the pictures of the kids hunting and stuff. Man, they were just having a good time so oh yeah they get jacked yeah. up well, oh yeah the uh the young or the oldest over here he's uh 12 or 13 or so uh he hunts just as much as we do yeah. and actually I, uh, me and my wife own just a little sliver about four acres across from our house right. in a little ravine and stuff and uh 
he, he come and asked me one day, do you care if I go over there and go hunt? I said, buddy, you, you don't even have to ask me anymore. You can go <laughs> over there as, hunt as much as you want. Yeah. It's funny. One day, actually, uh, it was towards the end of uh, late bow season here, and uh, me and the boys had actually went duck hunting that morning, and we were pretty successful, and we had some uh, – I was doing some cleaning in the garage, right. and I had some uh, duck carcasses left, and yeah. I was going to toss them over the ravine back here for the coyotes, give them something to munch on. Yeah. And uh, I take a few steps into the woods, and I look up, and he's in a climber. And I was like, oh, buddy, I'm so sorry. <laughs> he's like, it's okay. I'm almost done anyways. Yeah. Oh, man. But the, seeing the passion of, for yeah. just a young kid to, to be so passionate about it yeah. already, not even being, you know, 32 years old like I am, it, it's going to bite him real hard here oh, in a few it years. <laughs> it is, man. And that, those bonds that uh, you're making with him right now are going to last a lifetime. I, I can tell you, test of that right now. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's really cool. Um, they built a big box blind um, uh -huh. at one of the properties they've been hunting for years. And they actually um, had a like a spring, a spring food plot put in, and it's looking right. – really good right now and about right. every time they drive their truck back there to work on the box blind there's deer already in the food yeah. plot <laughs> he <laughs> yeah. said every time i drive back there they they just stare at me till i almost yeah. get there yeah but they yeah. uh got that put together and he's going to be able to take his boys out there and sit comfortable and you know sometimes yeah. the, the youngsters can get a little restless in the stand you know yeah so it'd oh, be yeah. a little more comfortable for him but i think i'm gonna have uh, him on soon, Adam, the Good. dad here soon, and yeah. kind of have him come on and talk about his experiences with uh, taking his boys out and everything because right. they've been very successful. And Adam's been very successful on his end too because um, he doesn't think too much um, like we do sometimes when it comes to scent and like right. I mean you like wearing you know all the same kind of clothing right. and stuff. Right. Um, they, he he doesn't put too much thought in that kind of mm -hmm. thing and. You wouldn't, you know, it's not even a fight that we have, I would say. it's, and wouldn't say it's a heated argument. Sometimes yeah. he's like, I don't know why you do this. And then I say, I don't know why you do that. You know? <laughs> yeah, We're just yeah, buddies talking, yeah, you know. But yeah. uh, I can't argue when you walk into his garage, he has a wall that he's got more bucks on the wall than me and you have combined right here. Wow. And actually yeah. several of them are from Kentucky because oh, he, wow. he goes with a group of guys down there uh, awesome. the first weekend. But he has a – I think it's an eight pointer. He's got mounted. It's got full velvet on it, and yeah. it's a it's a stud. Yeah, <laughs> but he's a it, uh, one of the boys. I think it's the middle son. Uh -huh. He killed like a hundred and fifty eight and some change wow. a couple years ago during youth season. Nah, that's nice, which is man. unheard of here. Yeah. Really, usually you don't get too much of an opportunity during youth season on a big right. buck. That's awesome, man. Blessed kid, man. He's got uh, something like you said earlier. Some people just have that. Uh, that hunter's luck or whatever you know yeah, absolutely <laughs> um alan who did the show with me uh last week um mm -hmm. he says that i have a luck that um when i hunt with somebody for the first time yeah. it seems like that always plays out i took him turkey hunting for the first time um several years back and we weren't in the woods 20 minutes and i shot mm -hmm. a, <laughs> one of the biggest times of my life and then yeah. uh we start deer hunting together and one of the first times we deer hunt together he shoots a 130 some inch buck we didn't Ooh. get to find it but yeah. oh, uh, man. that's another story but uh yeah. every time i get to hunt with somebody different actually these two bucks behind well 
these two bucks behind me were shot back to back years. And it was the only day that I hunted with that person for the entire year. And it happened two years in a row. So, uh, my cousin Spencer, he's uh, been a little bit of a good luck charm. And he always says, you know, in early October, Hey, let's go hunt. I'm like, Nope, we ain't going, we ain't going together (laughs) until November, (laughs) you know, around Thanksgiving. We'll go, we'll go Friday of Thanksgiving together and see how it works out. Well, I, uh, I appreciate I appreciate you coming yeah. on uh, with us again. We're going to have you on a ton. Uh, I love talking deer with you. Yeah. We're going to get down there and film for you and maybe punch a couple tags ourselves. Yeah. Um, tell everybody where they can find you on all, all of your social media stuff. Uh, just Buck Tags Unlimited. I'm trying to narrow it down to make it a little easier there. So, uh, yeah, it's just Buck Tags Unlimited, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, YouTube. So. It's that's a, awesome and you did the, you're doing the tiktok thing now right yeah I, yeah somebody somebody uh, turned me on to that tiktok stuff man and uh, <laughs> I, it, I'm, I'm still learning that one but i'll tell you what talk about fast video editing and i mean you can get a, a, a quick blurb out real real fast man so it's uh it's pretty nice and the hunting community on there is pretty cool too everybody yeah. will follow you and comment yeah. on your stuff and say yeah. hey that's really cool man and stuff like that yeah i found it kind of interesting i'm yeah I wouldn't say I'm a TikToker, but I like using it for um, a social for the right. podcast and for our YouTube and stuff to get people to know kind of what what we're doing. Right. But uh, I works. appreciate I appreciate yeah. everything and uh, yes, sir. Everybody, uh, like and subscribe to our channel here and yeah, give us definitely. a shout and let us know how we're doing. Or maybe you have some ideas on some guests that you want us to have on, or if maybe you just want to bullshit yeah. with us. Either way, we're here <laughs> for you and. Uh, Thanks for watching, guys. Yep. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys.